welcome to episode 29 of the Replatform podcast. Uh, it's myself, James Gerd, and joined as always by my co-host, Paul Rogers. Morning, Paul. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, struggling to get back into it after an extra day off over the weekend. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, same a little bit, although I've had quite a lot of coffee, so uh, I'm quite energetic. <laughs> well, actually, I probably should have fueled up on a bit of caffeine before this. But, um, so we've actually we've got a cracking episode to get the brainwaves firing. So we're we're going back in towards the e-commerce vendor and platform landscape today. We're going to be talking to uh, Commerce Tools. So Commerce Tools is a cloud-based API solution. They position themselves as an e-commerce solution for innovators and visionaries. So we want to get to the heart of what that means and understand what, yeah, what API solution is, what headless really means in commerce uh, tools language. So we've got uh, Brad Sue um, joining us, who's based in Berlin, and Martin Lloyd, who's based over in London. So just let, let's uh, let's do introductions first. So uh, Brad, would you like to set the scene? Uh, who you are, what you do at Commerce Tools, and, and how, how would you describe Commerce Tools to our audience? Sure. Um, thanks for having me, Paul and James. Uh, so my name is Brad Sue, and I work as the product marketing manager at Commerce Tools. I joined last year, and prior to that, I was working in a leading hitless CMS vendor. And before that, I used to work in various product-centric roles, including being a web developer myself. I've worked both in hardware and software, from HP to little startups in Berlin. Um, I think com Commerce Tools is an interesting company because what they're doing is pretty much a very new thing in the industry that we're seeing. Uh, they're giving the commerce landscape a big shakedown in terms of making everything more modular and giving a lot of our customers increased flexibility. And that is one of the biggest highlights of headless like i said i used to work also in a headless cms uh, platform and pretty much the selling point of headless is the ability to kind of mix and match and create a really customized solution um, for your business needs without having to go all custom built and spending the full full-blown time and resources with a hundred percent built from the ground solution Great. Um, so I'll ask the first question. Um, so lots of platforms at the moment are kind of trying to move towards being API first or kind of talking about plans to move towards that. Um, and this is something that Commerce Tools have always talked about. Um, and I guess it's always been like a big selling point, um, kind of your APIs and you as a platform being API first. Um, can you just run us through exactly what that means um, and how that benefits retailers? Yeah, so what API first means is our platform works primarily with the ability for customers to create their own commerce experience. And by that, I mean doing things like bringing in a different front end. For example, you may have your classic website as a front for your retail experience. You might also have physical point of sales, digital signages where people can use touch screens in your store to to buy things that each and every one of those are individual front ends. And the way you go about connecting that to your back end, which is the, the commerce platform that we offer, is through APIs. This is a relatively different concept to what more established or legacy commerce platforms have had to offer, as those guys normally 
gave you it like an all-in-one solution that had features out of the box. Um, and by kind of having that as a all-in-one set, they kind of limit you as well to what you can do. Um, so going back to the example of the, the touch points that people have available to them as a customer, it might be easy for you to go ahead and set up the classic website and all that for both modern commerce and, and legacy platforms, but it may be more difficult to add a brand new touch point, like for example, a voice assistant with Alexa and various hardware devices out there becoming available um, because the platforms of the past were simply not made or designed to have these different non-website based entities uh, in mind. So API first allows you to grab the API and hook up whatever you need from the back end to the front end and call upon that very easily. So your flexibility is a lot better and you're able to design that unique experience that you would otherwise have had a hard time creating. Okay, interesting. So I think this is the key thing with, with a API first base solutions is, is people getting to understand how they differ in terms of like day to day. Because I think a lot of people are used to the, the standard, okay, I go in and everything's there uh, in an admin interface for me and everything's being done through existing capability. So what would be really interesting to, to explore for people is, yeah, this this is obviously about separating out key separating out key areas, giving that flexibility. How does it impact everyday um, scenarios for an e-commerce team? So people are used to going into like a set of admin tools and having all the capabilities there. Um, what, what does it look like in commerce tools? So if you want to add a new feature or you want to do a daily update, like you want to add um, uh, new information into uh, a PDP, for example, update your product data, or you want to make a change to a front end template, how, how does it work? Are there admin tools or it, it is, is literally everything done by using an API to, to push data into a commerce tool solution? So there is a blend of both of those. We make it easy for developers by being API first, as I described. So if you were to be a developer wanting to create a new feature or hook up a new touch point, for example, a lot of people nowadays um, with the lockdowns are incorporating click and collect shopping solutions where you can order stuff online, but go pick it up in person uh, or even curbside pickup. That's something that's, gaining a lot of traction, at least in the US. Haven't really seen those in, in Europe, but I guess a car, more car-centric society kind of um, facilitates that curbside pickup. Um, that is something that's brand new for a lot of retailers and businesses. And that is something that they would have to add if they didn't already have it on their e-commerce setup and API, the APIs that we offer allow developers to quickly come up with the additional experience and then deploy it in a very speedy manner. The way we have things set up for those who are more involved with managing the products 
or the stores that they have. So if you're a business, you might have different outlets, different branches and locations. And you want to have like individual pricing based on those different store locations. Or you might want to have different levels of inventory or product availability, lots of stuff. You would be able to manage that in our interface called the Merchant Center. And this provides a way for you to very easily go in there. Uh, it's basically a, a UI for you to manage all of that and more. And by bringing those two things together, the ability to easily create front ends and customer facing experiences, as well as building customized features, but also being able to work with all of that through an easy to use interface, which is super important for the less technical folk, for the folks who want to do the core of their job, that is to work with the products and locations instead of messing with the code and functionality. We offer the best of both worlds in that respect. And then there's also, of course, the ability to customize that even further. That's kind of the next step. Uh, by bringing in your own developers to make everything truly yours. Um, but that's something I guess we'll talk to talk about later on in this podcast, right? I guess, um, so on that, um, out of interest, like what does your average project look like in terms of kind of the admin UI? Like do a lot of people use that or do people use it, like you say, as a starting point or, you know, do some of the bigger retailers that are using commerce tools tend to kind of build their own admin interface? Yeah, with, with commerce tools, it's pretty interesting. I mean, coming from the web development background myself and having implemented a bunch of projects using the, the old way, as you might call it over here. Um, it's really a mix of both. Um, different customers have different needs and some of them jump straight into using the Merchant Center as is and then kind of building out the experience. Like they really want to get these innovative ways such as like VR try-ons for products like sunglasses or in-car app purchases. One of our customers, Audi, um, has the ability for you to actually interact with the commerce experience through the in-car dashboard. And so it really depends on the customer, but we offer such a level of flexibility that regardless if you want to bring your own everything and, and customize the UI that you work with both back and front, or if you just simply want to hop in and, and start working on your store to get those sales numbers coming in as soon as you can, both of those are possibilities. In fact, in recent times, I mean, I don't mean to reference the pandemic and lockdown because I feel that's kind of oversaturated by every other business out there talking about it constantly in the last three months. Um, but, but we actually launched this accelerator program, which allows businesses who have that priority to get up and running quickly to be able to do that with commerce tools, plus a partner who offers a front end. And that way they can get in there, capture the sales that they need and 
the tough times that we're facing right now, and then later on expand upon upon this functionality and build out the commerce experience to their liking once things get more stable and settle down. Okay, that makes sense. So I guess that leads me on nicely to my next question. Um, so in terms of kind of base functionality that's available within the kind of admin, um, what kind of features would you kind of have natively? So for example, things like product enrichment, things like visual merchandising, things like promotions, um, like would that all be available natively or would that kind of require development work? Yeah, so the Merchant Center offers a lot of capabilities uh, surrounding products. So there's the ability to, of course, add specifications and details of your product, have pictures of them, uh, things like that. Then there's also the ability to customize pricing and discounts. So that's something that's pretty big because many businesses have different models of pricing. There's some businesses who prefer to have that higher end feel by having prices kind of set in stone. Uh, there's others who like running a lot of sales to get people in and they see those big 50% off, 80% off signs, right? Um, we offer a lot of core functionality that's essential for businesses to get up and running. But if, for example, you wanted to customize the ability for customers to filter products, which is what one of our customers dealing with food does. Um, they have a custom mixer built on top of commerce tools that allows people to kind of mix and match different food products to get the exact combination that they need. That's something we don't offer natively because it's pretty niche, but we offer the very easy ability to add such extra functionality on top of what we already offer, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. I, I think that, I guess that's the, the purpose of the platform, isn't it? The ease of extensibility. Uh, a question I've got is, is, this is like the million dollar question for a lot of e-commerce teams when they're thinking about which vendors sit well with them is, it is basically what is a good use case for commerce tools? What type of business does it suit? What type of resources do businesses need to, to use it meaningfully? So I, yeah, I've, I've come across thinking before, and I don't know whether it's right or wrong, that people um, think you need more in-house development resource to be able to work with uh, you know, an API platform like Commerce Tools or an Elastic Path, and those who don't have maybe a, a, a sizable or a mature internal development team would tend to look more towards like the pre-built stuff, the likes of a, um, a Shopify, for example. How are people like what, what type of retailers are using commerce tools? Are there specific requirements that people need to, to make it a, a good fit? Yeah, so our audience is primarily larger size enterprises. So we're not trying to target like the mom and pop at this time or like smaller indie businesses. Those are better suited both in terms of features and pricing to smaller names like you mentioned. Uh, the types of businesses that we target are companies like Audi. Uh, we have nuts.com, they sell nuts as their name suggests. They're pretty, they're multi-billion dollar business in the US. Who, who could have thought that nuts would get that wow. amount of sales and re revenue, right? Um, 
We also have Eurail, which is a Dutch e-commerce company selling train passes for those who don't live in Europe. Um, so these are the kinds of customers that we try to go for um, solely because we have a really full-fledged experience with our e-commerce platform. And that allows businesses to add lots of products, have different levels of customizability. Like I said, you could have different products available in different stores. You have discounts um, with different conditions set and different requirements. Like you might want customers to only purchase items from a certain category in order for them to, off to qualify for a larger discount. Um, we offer the ability to do that with what we have. Um, the other thing is our level that requires um, sort of like different integrations coming in uh, because you we don't offer an out-of-the-box experience. It's something that you are able to build out uh, very quickly as well, as I mentioned with our accelerator program. But it's definitely not something like targeting the business owner who has like a shop size of 10 employees and a single location who wakes up one day and says, hey, I want a modern e-commerce experience. You know, it, we are targeting businesses who want to reinvent themselves and modernize themselves. Uh, we, call this, we call this the digital transformation. Uh, when businesses go from non-hitless solutions, and this is not just limited in e-commerce, it's also in regards to other things like CMSs, CRMs, where they used to use these all-in-one solutions, but they realize that they're being dragged down because these systems aren't being updated quick enough, they aren't expandable enough, they aren't offering them the speed and scalability with Crazy, uh, to, with support for crazy traffic spikes, for example. Um, and they're discovering that they're able to get all of that and more with a commerce system like us. So yeah, that that's what we're going for. The other thing is there's a common misconception that a commerce platform like Commerce Tools requires a lot of work in your own development teams. And that is something that our partners and digital agencies that we work with are able to solve for many businesses. So we do have smaller to medium-sized enterprises as our customers, and they're able to comfortably get into using us because of these partners that we have that kind of handhold them along the, the process if they're not as big as, for example, a telecommunications giant, right? So. So it's not necessarily a prerequisite that the, the client has to have a pretty um, uh, robust development function in-house then. So you're finding smaller businesses that don't have big development teams, but working through implementation partners. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's not at all a requirement for them to have like a full-fledged in-house development team. Um, although it does help a lot if their plan is to go along the highly customized route that I mentioned earlier. Um, if they're looking to build out a lot of functionality that only their business model or only their industry uh, 
uses and, and is not common among the normal retail experience, then they might they might need quite a quite a bit in terms of development and keeping up uh, with that with that maintenance of those of those features like whenever they want to update them. Um, but I think that's pretty niche. For most part, if you don't have an in-house development team, you're in good hands if we go, if you go with an agency or a partner. Um, so I guess on that, so in terms of kind of mid-market uh, retailers and commerce tools customers, so I've definitely heard more people talk about uh, commerce tools in like the kind of mid-market, smaller retailer space. Um, what does the technology stack look like for these kind of retailers? And you talked about it a little bit there, but I guess it sounds like you're, or from speaking to commerce tools in the past, your average build might include a PIM, um, a separate solution for kind of merchandising, uh, various other kind of systems and third parties. Um, how does this differ for kind of smaller users of commerce tools? Yeah, so for smaller users of commerce tools, they might have a more limited scope, both in terms of size and price. Um, they might consider just using a commerce platform with a CMS and maybe a couple other things like a payment processor or a CRM. Um, but there's really no hard and fast requirement that we have for different customers. It, it really depends on what they're looking to achieve. Um, we provide various SDKs for all sorts of programming languages. We have tons of APIs. Uh, we have the highest GraphQL support among any e-commerce platform in the market. And with all of that, we offer a pretty comprehensive, powerful way to build out a commerce platform with as little or as much resources that you can muster up. I, I'm not sure that I would be able to answer this question in, in, with super specifics because again, our customers vary so much in, in size and what they do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That makes sense. Um, but that there's certainly the ability to to go with a very minimalist way of starting. Like I mentioned, you could be uh, a business who wants to get a like an e-commerce presence out there fast right now. It might be because you lagged behind and never really had the the business model or need to go online, like that's the case for many convenience stores out there. For for example, a lot of specialty stores, you could start out just with with commerce tools, uh, CMS to serve your your users, your customers, and a payment processor and a couple other things that are essential to your business needs. Uh, but you wouldn't need to, for example, go full. PIM and then CRM and flesh out the entire ecosystem that a much larger enterprise would maintain. You don't need to jump to that level right away. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's more just, I'm just thinking about, because I mean, I think you've got some clients that are kind of in the 15, 10 to 15 million pounds uh, kind of bracket um and maybe they're you know like fashion retailers um and they've got you know requirements around merchandising in particular um and i guess i'm just thinking about in terms of like which maybe which cms they might use kind of any 
you know kind of core solutions you might recommend for merchandising just what an average kind of project like that might look like mm -hmm. yeah so to kind of address that a little bit i think what those folks might want to explore is our integration marketplace is something that the integration marketplace is something that we work a lot with partners with so there's certain quality standards that they have to adhere to there's obviously the ability to work with commerce tools as a primarily as a primary requirement and all of that kind of puts you in good hands as a person first starting out uh, working with a modern commerce platform you're free to go out there and look for other ways to extend the commerce platform we absolutely welcome that there's even like custom coding your own extensions and integrations so that's fine too but for anyone looking for something easy and straightforward and also high quality they might consider checking out one of our partner made integrations and extensions another question from my point of view is is how do you find leading these projects um when you're engaging with a with a client team directly but b if you're working with a client and one of your implementation partners so is the client lead typically a technology person like a, a cto or head of development or is it often the business um lead like the e-commerce manager so i would say historically um in in both e-commerce and also the prior cms place that i worked at um it's mostly been the more tech oriented folks. It could be a technical lead or the CTO, like you mentioned. And that is because what we offered has been really cutting edge until very recently. So it's something that technical folks and developers have understood better uh, in terms of how it works and also the benefits that a headless commerce platform is able to offer them. And what they do is kind of work with, look at, look at what our documentation looks like, look at what kind of development work needs to go in to deploying such a project. Uh, and then they kind of pitch upwards, I would say, as in they, they talk about this need to modernize things because they're having so much difficulty working with the all-in-one system that they previously had. And, that really frustrates a lot of developers. And so they kind of go looking for something um, that makes their life easier and also brings about less downtime, uh, more scalability, things like that. Um, so it has very much been very technical team oriented, but as of late, uh, more and more business folks are starting to realize this because headless as a concept, as well as API first, uh, platforms out there have achieved this level of mainstream penetration and by the with that brings more and more awareness to non-technical folks about the merits that such a modern platform is able to offer and so we're starting to see more and more business folks come in as well um, to take lead into modernizing their e-commerce platform to something like ours so that's that's pretty interesting in my opinion because there's similar yet 
different needs, obviously, um, that the two different crowds have as their top priorities for development and more technical folks. It's kind of saving time, dealing with fewer bugs, dealing with less downtime, being able to um, add more functionality in a much shorter time frame than they would trying to hack together a plugin for an old platform. But for the business folks, it's a lot more to do with like sales revenue and growth. So they want to be able to get more uptime. They want to scale better to accommodate high traffic seasons, like for example, Black Friday or the holiday season, or even nowadays during the lockdown, there's a lot of growth in terms of uh, sales for certain industries. And so business leaders want to have that ability to grow their business and get more money as well as kind of helping the developers cut costs and save time. Uh, so yeah, there, there's something for everyone and I'm glad that both crowds are enjoying it. That makes sense. Um, so, so I have a question, like going back to the technology partners that um, Commerce Tools works with. Um, so I know you tend to work with platforms like Contemptful and um, Bloomridge quite a lot, but who are some of the other kind of technology partners that you tend to have alongside you and build um, quite often? Oh, that, that's, that's a really, really long list that that I have over there if you wanted me to. Just, just some of the ones that like you might say, like say for example, I know you, um, you tend to advocate using a PIM for example, like, and obviously um, almost all of your, presumably all of your uh, builds would have like a headless CMS or some kind of like front end framework involved. Like which ones do you tend to work with the most? I, I would say that it's kind of distributed across different partners. I don't want to, single out any specific name um, because we want to treat them kind of equally. Um, but for example, if you wanted to do payments, there's always companies like Adyen. Uh, for front end, you've kind of named Contentful and Bloomreach, but we also have folks like Amphians, View Storefront, ContentStack, Fantastic. Uh, lots of different names out there. Um, and you can even customize your search experience. That's how um, modular we are you if there's any part uh, of the of e-commerce that you want to make even better you can go out there and look for a better solution um, for that we have folks like Bloomreach and even Constructor.io um, it's a search vendor that we partner with pretty closely so we have this partners page um, at commercetools.com slash partners where people can have a look at the companies that we work with, uh, as well as the areas that they specialize in. And we're constantly working to grow that partner network to more companies within more fields. And with the with a headless commerce platform, it's kind of endless, the number of integrations and external folks you can bring in to customize the entire experience. So um, that's something that anyone who wants to learn more should kind of keep on top of the Commerce Tools partner page. And 
what, what is the focus going to be going forward? So we talked a lot about um, like points of differentiation, um, how important the, the, the API and the headless capability is to not just to yourselves as a technology company, but also um, clients and agencies. So going forward, do you see it where you will build out more and more native capability or is it the opposite? Is it actually you know, best to breed API and enabling people to seamlessly plug stuff in without having to build out the native capabilities where we want to focus or is it a mixture? I would, I would say it's a mix. Um, the product team handles most of the road mapping and unfortunately that's something I can't really talk about in detail publicly. Um, but we're definitely looking at both and kind of prioritizing as the situation calls for it. But I personally think that both are important as well because there's larger and larger businesses out there that we still have yet to capture. We might not be able to replace Amazon.com's commerce platform um, and empower Amazon, but we can certainly do bigger and better. Um, so we're looking to kind of grow upwards. Um, and we're also looking to kind of give existing customers even better experiences and features. Um, so we're working on, on a little bit of everything, I would say. But the, the exact priority is determined by our product folks based on a lot of data, uh, data decisions that they make. That's understood. We won't probe you on roadmap then knowing that you can't answer those questions. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, so, so I have another question. So in fact, this is the last question for me and I tend to ask it to different uh, kind of vendors when they come on. Um, what are your top three favorite commerce tools implementations and why do you like them? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, depending on who you ask, you might also get a different top three, but my personal favorites are um, Audi. I think what they, they're doing with commerce tools is very cool. Um, the ability to facilitate like in-car transactions through the center console of some vehicles is definitely the future that we're looking at. We have more and more cars out there um, with with a lot of electronics in them. And the way I see it is that cars are essentially computers on wheels and there's so much focus on the software component of it. So I think what they're doing is pretty cool. Um, the cars are getting more and more uh, modern and with more user interfaces within them, both um, visual, audio. Um, there's a lot of capability. There's a lot of possibility over there for different car manufacturers to come in. And Audi is one of the few whom, I, whom I'm seeing is pretty much at the forefront of that. Um, there's also not nuts.com. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty fascinating that just nuts alone can be a several billion dollar industry, like I mentioned, and they, they're built on commerce tools and they offer like literally hundreds and thousands of different nuts that you can buy. And they have this custom mixer, um, that allows you to kind of put in different nuts to customize exactly what you want for your order. And 
what they're doing is is very very innovative i would say it's it's not something that you see every day and the third example i would say would be urail which does like train passes so i think they're interesting because they are a good example for a lot of businesses who are still stuck with an older e-commerce system looking to upgrade to something better um you really used to work with some legacy stuff as well and they were able to upgrade themselves to a modern commerce system and functionality which is ours without ever impacting like the functionality of their website so they were still able to get sales and revenue while migrating over to commerce tools and yeah i think i think they're a very good example or source of inspiration for any business who wants to make that jump they also did it because they were kind of sick and tired of having to deal with the inflexibility and um kind of dinosaur era uh cons of a legacy e-commerce platform um Excellent. Well, uh, uh, thanks, uh, Brad. Really appreciate it. Uh, that you'd be uh, glad to know we've uh, we've asked all of the questions we had on our list. We can uh, leave your brain in peace for the uh, morning now. So, um, thank you, thank you both for joining us and for sharing the information. Uh, I guess that the the parting comment would be, if somebody wants to find out a bit more about Commerce Tools, maybe some of the things you've discussed have piqued their interest, but they want to understand in more detail what that might mean to their specific business what who should they speak to how should they reach out so there's a couple of different avenues depending on on what kind of person you are uh there's commercetools.com our website where you'll be able to find links to contact partnerships if you run like an agency uh i want to work with commerce tools more there's our sales team which of course is for businesses who want to consider moving to us as their next commerce platform and we have a lot of really both business and technical folks who work with prospects a lot so they're able to offer you plenty more insight into how exactly we can make commerce tools and headless work for you um, and then for those who are more technically inclined we run a tech blog that's kind of my specialty over there, um, techblog.commercetools.com, uh, where we're, we're pretty transparent in sharing in how we work, the, the thought process that goes into how we develop certain things. And it's something that a lot of developers enjoy thoroughly. So those are three places that, that are good starting points for each crowd. And there's also the marketplace that I mentioned, um, which is a place where you can see what other components within your business environment you could potentially work with and incorporate to work with commerce tools as a commerce platform. Excellent. Um, well, thank you very much. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedules to come and have a chat with us. Uh, and I hope everyone listening, this has been a, a useful introduction and an overview of what Commerce Tools is and where, and where it fits in the vendor market for e-commerce.